This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, Jenks. So we've got to run through a couple of headlines in the NBA before we get to the slight because there were some big ones. Over the weekend, John Morant, the star for the Memphis Grizzlies, is now taking some time away from the team. Morant appeared to flash a gun in an Instagram Live video on Saturday morning, and this is kind of providing some context. There's been some headlines that have been less than savory for Morant over the past couple of weeks. Uh, You know, all these accusations of people saying that he has pulled out a gun and, like, threatened him, so... Uh, I think it just goes into like the larger context of what we've been seeing from John Morant, whether these stories are true or not, like you've got to have some self-awareness. So Jenks, where do you think John Morant goes from here? Because he has already had one misstep, but it's not a, a crazy bad misstep. You know, like I think he can recover from this one. So what do you think his next step is? This is what I think. Now, I think his next step is he needs to talk with someone that he respects, who's a little bit older, who can maybe guide him a little bit. And there have been these accusations that Ja waved a gun around in front of a 17-year-old. Like, I don't know how in the world a 17-year-old ends up playing Ja Morant in basketball in Ja Morant's backyard, whatever. But regardless of what happened there, when there is an accusation that you waved a gun around and then less than a week later after the accusations come out, even though it happened last summer, you're waving a gun around. I mean, what are you doing here? This is, it's bad for business. Like, it's not good for your reputation. People always want to paint certain people in a certain light anyway. And I don't think John Morant is that guy. I just think he does need to separate and someone needs to say, look, you got the world at your fingertips, man. You're a hell of a basketball player. You're a kid. You're a millionaire. You got everything in front of you, and things are only going to get better. So just make smarter decisions here. I'm not saying don't go out and have a good time, but be smarter here because when you surround yourself with people or put yourself in situations where there's guns involved, bad things can happen. And already a member of his crew has already been banned from Grizzlies games because of an altercation. I think it was involving the Pacers in Memphis, whatever it was. Where there's smoke, there's fire generally. So when you see accusation after accusation after accusation, doesn't mean he's guilty. What it does mean is before this gets out of control, before something bad happens, take a step back and reevaluate and maybe put yourself in better situations because John Brand is mega talented. I love watching him play basketball. I don't want to see anything bad happen that is preventable. I think most people are on board with you on that take. 
Uh, and here's the thing. I think he is far from being like long gone. I think he definitely can recover from this. And I should say mm -hmm. he did issue a statement. He said, I take full responsibility for my actions. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help, work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. And then the other thing I just want to throw out here if you are running around with a gun in Memphis, this is somewhere where you need to be very careful. And I'm not stereotyping here. Like there are some really bad parts of Memphis. Like he could get yeah. really hurt, you know, if he crosses the wrong people. So like that more than anything, he needs to be very careful. But in the meantime, this is a Grizzlies team that it's not just John Morant. Uh, it is, you know, a host of injuries where we have Steven Adams remaining to be out with a knee injury. We have Brandon Clark out for the season and Dylan Brooks has gotten so many technicals that he's suspended against the Lakers. So what do you think the, the takeaway is for this overall Grizzlies team? Because I would say like, just don't bet on him, but I believe yeah. they're five and one against the spread in their last six games. So I think you kind of take it towards the futures angle and say like, this is a team I don't really want to trust in the postseason. But like, what do you take away from all this? I just don't think they're ready. I just don't think they're ready is my takeaway from the Grizz is that look, they're young, they're talented, they're explosive, they're fun to watch, but they've been inconsistent this year. Again, we've always talked about how cocky they are for a team that hasn't won anything. And then this is a distraction. First of all, you need jaw in the lineup to be at your best. They lost last night to the Clippers. If he plays, maybe they don't lose that game. So this is a time of year when it's so important because of playoff seeding and because you want to be playing good basketball. Like, the Grizz need to grow up is what it comes down to. Like, John needs to grow up. These guys need to grow up. And what that means is you got to be more responsible during the season, okay? You can't allegedly wave a gun around. You just can't. Don't You shouldn't be doing that anyway. Definitely don't do it during the season. And then if you're talking a lot of smack, why are you guys talking smack to the Golden State Warriors who have myriad rings? Like you have multiple rings. You guys haven't won anything. And also now you're injured. And also you're being inconsistent. If you're the Grizzlies at some point, you got to be a little bit more professional in how you approach the game. And part of that is a maturation process. That's where I am with Memphis, where all the potential in the world, but they haven't put it together maturity-wise where I believe in them. I think we had that same take even going into the season. Like, I didn't yeah. think that they were quite ready for the big stage in the NBA because, like you said, the talent is there. But it just seems like something's missing. And this year, like, it's definitely been proven that that is an absolute fact. And in the meantime, they've hit the under in six of their last seven games. Like, I know the under didn't hit last time around against the Clippers, 135 to 129, a loss for the Grizzlies. But still, uh, a lot of those points were in garbage time, so... Uh, in the meantime, John Morant, a huge hole to fill for the Grizzlies offense. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Michael Jenkins. Let's get into today's NBA slate because we do have some good ones. Let's start with the Celtics and the Cavs. This line opened as Cavs short two-point favorites. But since then, the line has skyrocketed to three and a half, four in some spots because the Celtics are fresh off a double overtime loss to the Knicks. So I think the market is saying that uh, the Celtics are going to be a little exhausted and I would tend to agree. Jenks, are you on the Cavs here? I sure am. The money is headed in that direction for good reason. The Celtics are going to be exhausted. Like it's one thing to play two games in two nights. It's quite another to do that 
where you go into double overtime the night before and both of your primary scorers when you're talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum each played what 44 minutes the Cavs are rested mm-hmm. and the Cavaliers are also exceptional at home they're 21 11 and 2 against the spread in their last 34 games in Cleveland now Donovan Mitchell is questionable tonight I think he injured his finger last time out, but I kind of don't think it matters. Cavs are great at home. Southern's going to be worn out. I got this at three and a half. I fully expect it gets to four across the board. I love Cleveland here. I like Cleveland too. Cleveland has been one of the better covering teams at home. I know the Celtics are good, and I think the sabotage factor is it is an especially deep team. It's not just Mm -hmm. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that can really carry this team to a win. And the last time around that the Cavs played the Celtics, I took the Cavs getting the points and it was a sizable spread where the Cavs were getting like six and a half, five and a half. I think that game was not even close for most of the time. So I'm interested to see how this one goes, but just based on logic, like, like you said, when your stars play 40 plus minutes the night before against a team that, you know, they really didn't want to lose to, uh, and they did against the Knicks. So I think I'll be on the Cavs with you as well. Let's stay in the East and go to Indianapolis. Pacers, Sixers. Sixers laying six and a half on the road. Total 233 and a half. Jenks, who do you like? What's the angle? I think this is too many points. I'm not going to bet this game. Maybe a bit of a letdown spot for the 76ers after they ended the Bucks 16-game winning streak. Like Maybe. But I think this is about the Pacers being really desperate. They need to keep winning if they want to make the playoffs. And it is their second game in as many nights. That is your sabotage factor. But the Pacers were also 5-1 and one against the number in their last six games against the Sixers. I'll, I'll lean Indiana. Yeah, I wouldn't play this, but I would be on the same page with you. And we've already seen this line drop. Opened at 8, has since been bet down to 6.5. So I think it's a case of... You know, how many points are you comfortable laying with Philly here on the road? Uh, The Sixers have been good against the number in their last 10, 7-3 ATS, but this is a different scenario. Like, this is a lot of points to ask a Sixers team to lay. But again, this is a Sixers team that's been really good. One last game outright over Milwaukee as four-and-a-half-point dogs. So it's hard for me to fade the Sixers here. So let's go on to the Blazers and the Pistons. My goodness, is anybody watching this dumpster fire? Probably not. If nothing uh, else, I guess you can just watch Damian Lillard. Uh, Blazers, six and a half point favorites on the road. Total, 230 and a half. Jinx, I think it's hard to get a a read on some of these teams that are tanking Mm -hmm. because the Pistons are definitely tanking. But we're also talking about six and a half half points and a Blazers team that's not good. So do you have a play here? Oh, I guess Blazers, I guess. The Blazers are so bad on the road, but you're right. The Pistons have just quit. They've absolutely quit. They've lost seven straight. They're playing a lot of their younger guys now because, A, they've quit, and, B, they're just trying to get some of these younger faces more time in the lineup and more experience. I I can't make a case for the Pistons. I just can't. So the Blazers aren't exactly great on the road, but I think they cover here. So give me Portland. Yeah, I don't think there's a bet for me here in this game. I don't think either of these teams are really trustworthy, especially yeah. when Portland's offense is basically just give it to Damian Lillard. And he's going to be double teamed. He's going to be triple teamed. And he's still going to be jacking up shots. And no matter how good you are, like this is not a recipe for success. But Detroit's one of the worst defenses in the league. So maybe it doesn't matter. But I just don't think this is a game that I really want to bet on. So let's go on to Miami Heat hosting the Hawks. Heat laying three and a half, 
total 227 and a half. And Jenks, we always joke about the heat on this show, mm -hmm. how we never know who's playing. Um, are you willing to play a side here? Absolutely not. I, I, here's what I would look at. I would look at the over, which it, it, it's weird because Atlanta is definitely an over team, especially on the road. They're 20 and 13 to the over this season. The Heat are an under team. But the thing is this, if you look at the past, I don't know, past week and a half or so, that Heat defense has really taken a step back. So I think because of that, we're going to see a lot of points here. I'm going to go over 227 and a half. Not my favorite play, but the Heat are a team that when you're talking about betting sides, I mean, I just cannot, I cannot bet a side either for or against them because you never know what you're going to get with Miami. Yeah, it's tough. And you never really know what you're going to get with the Hawks either. Sometimes they'll play to the level of their competition and other times they just look lost. I think for me, there are a couple of players that you look at here. Bam Adebayo has had some huge games against the Hawks. In fact, he's averaging 27 points and 10 rebounds when playing Atlanta this season across three games. So his points and rebounds, 31 and a half. I think I'd take a look at the over. And even his points prop, I think it's, you know, 21 yeah. and a half. Uh, clearly, there is a mismatch here. And I think it's because the Hawks don't really have somebody down low who can guard Bam Adebayo. They give up the fifth most rebounds and the ninth, ninth most points to opposing big men. And also, we should talk about how bad Trey Young's been against the Hawks or against the Heat. He is coming off a season low of points against this Heat team. So clearly, they know how to stop him. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.